Welcome to the Epiphany Lutheran Church podcast. These messages, based on a biblical text, interpreting the hearer's situation, informed by Christian teaching, creatively proclaim the crucified and risen Jesus of Nazareth for forgiveness and new life starting now. Epiphany Lutheran Church is located in South City, St. Louis, Missouri. Our vision is to be a community that puts Jesus first, neighbors second, and ourselves third by gathering to be served by him so we can grow to love as he loves. Learn more at epiphany-stl.org. That's epiphany-stl.org. Choir, wow, good job. Thank you. Excellent. Particularly, well, I don't want to pick out one part because then it's going to make it sound like the rest wasn't as good, but that the last refrain on the fourth verse where the desk can't kicked in, outstanding. Just really outstanding. Thank you. Sometimes you find yourself going, oh, that's good singing. Sometimes you find yourself worshiping. It was the latter. Lots of years ago, I was pastor of a church in Michigan. It's the church I hardly ever talk about, not because anything untoward happened. It certainly didn't. It was all great stuff. Just wasn't there very long, three years. While I was there, I was also chairman of the Michigan District Pastors Conference. Pastors met twice a year, once in the spring, once in the fall at conferences. They were not fun. So, I decided I would recruit the speaker for the fall pastor's conference. And I found a Roman Catholic priest in Chicago who had written a book on something and came highly recommended. So we engaged him. That wouldn't happen today, by the way, you know, sadly. I picked him up at the Detroit airport and we began that three-hour trip up mid-state where the conference was held and of course he being a Roman Catholic priest and me being a, a Lutheran pastor we talked church and I happened to mention that I liked the image of Jesus as good shepherd he about came out of his collar not me he fairly shouted if he's shepherd that means I'm a sheep And sheep are stupid. So sensing an interesting conversation, I said, so are you a Bears fan? I wasn't going to go there. Today is Good Shepherds. I know it's Mother's Day. In the first church I was at in Indiana, I used to joke the three big church festivals were Christmas, Easter, and Mother's Day. So we appreciate mothers. Love you. Thank you for being who you are and for doing the work God has given you to do, and you do it with grace, and you do it wonderfully, and you impact lives in, in critical, eternal ways. So we appreciate mothers. However, I love Good Shepherd Sunday. <laughs> so we're going to stick to the liturgical calendar and talk about Good Shepherd with maybe a reference or two to mothers along the way. Our text is from the Gospel, Jesus, 
My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life. They will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. Interesting that Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. He doesn't say, my sheep hear my words. To hear words is cognitive, rational, intellectual, and his sheep do that too. But there's something that comes first before the rational is the relational. Those of us who have children, and here's my solicitous reference to Mother's Day, those of us who have children know that babies, particularly, recognize voice before they know person. In fact, for a long, long time, children know us without knowing a thing about us. Right? When Bethany, oldest daughter, was born, let's say the circumstances of her delivery were a bit unusual and I held her for the first 30, 35 minutes of her life before anybody came to tend to her. So I took those 30, 35 minutes to talk to her. I talked to her for 30, 35 minutes. I told her all kinds of stuff. I told her about the Detroit Tigers and the Detroit Lions and the Detroit Red Wings. I told her about her older brother. I told her about the house in which she was going to live. I even told her the facts of life just to get that out of the way. Now, to this day, Karen and I will occasionally send videos to grandkids. And Bethany says that if the boys are running one of those videos in the other room and she hears my voice, it kicks in a deep emotional response. And I think that goes all the way back to those 30, 35 minutes. That's exactly what Jesus means, my sheep hear my voice. There is deep relationship. And as they mature, they begin to know about him, and they can even express what we call Christology. But in the beginning, there's just relationship at the base. In fact, without the relationship, the words are irrelevant. My sheep hear my voice. And no one will snatch them out of my Hand. We're going to slip into the 23rd Psalm, and forgive me if I kind of slide into King James. You know, there's a whole generation of us who memorized a whole bunch of stuff all in King James. In fact, I was with one of our homebound folk on Thursday, and we went through the 23rd Psalm together in King James. Here's this delightful verse. Thou preparest... When did we stop talking like that? Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Now, you know what I think is fascinating about that verse? Enemies is assumed. They're there. In fact, what does Jesus say? Love your enemies, assuming they're there. He never says, make sure you don't have any. Sometimes we think it's not Christian to have enemies. But let me tell you something. If you are a Christian, you're going to have enemies. 
You're going to be hated for righteousness sake. You are going to be the target of evil and you better expect it and not be surprised by it. The only way that you will not be attacked is if people don't know you're a Christian. <laughs> if they do, expect it. I was in Myrtle Beach last Sunday coming home from the golf trip and we're walking through the Myrtle Beach airport and I was with my atheist buddy. And we walked past a Chick-fil-A it was closed, being Sunday. So he looked at it and he goes, I will never eat in that place. I said, well, good thing it's closed. <laughs> he says, no, no, I mean Chick-fil-A. And see, I knew where this was going and I was kind of baiting him because I kind of wanted to hear him say it. I said, so, what, you don't like chicken? <laughs> he says, they are haters, and they discriminate. Haters is a word that a certain strata of folk like to use. Well, they're not, and they don't, but here's the deal. They are run by committed Christian folk, and so they make donations to organizations with similar values, such as Salvation Army, organizations which espouse biblical principles like one man, one woman, marriage, which in the minds of a lot of people makes them haters. So here's my buddy who's a brilliant man, very smart man, considers himself open-minded, tolerant, and he's as narrow-minded about Chick-fil-A as he claims they are. And by the way, have you ever noticed that, that when people criticize something in other people is generally what they're working on in their own life? And in that moment, my buddy and I we were enemies. We can expect antagonism from those who do not share the faith, but you know what, folks? Sometimes the enemy isn't out there. <laughs> Sometimes the enemy's in here. Sometimes the enemy is in the pew behind you. And that's what hurts. Oh, does that hurt? when we hurt each other, when we become enemies one of another, when there is discord and strife between those who claim to be of the same faith. And you know what? That is a direct result of the enemy, the one Jesus tells us to pray about, deliver us from the evil one, which is the literal translation of the Lord's Prayer and the translation I like and what I utter under my breath while everybody else is saying, deliver us from evil. Folks, I have seen stuff in congregations that is absolutely 100% appalling. Turns your stomach and makes you sick. Like, what are you thinking? Get over yourself. <laughs> I've seen things in a denomination. Ours. It's so discouraging. And see, the world hears our message, love, 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 love. <laughs> and then they go, are you kidding? You don't even like each other. And sometimes the enemy isn't out there. Sometimes the enemy's not in here. Sometimes we're our own worst. The self-sabotaging, destructive behaviors that we persist in. The way we deceive ourselves. The way we willingly choose bondage to situations or circumstances or substances or food 
or habits or ways of life, the way we allow culture to form and shape and conform us. And in the midst of all of those enemies out there, in here, in here, The shepherd prepares a table. You know, we call this an altar. An altar is something on which sacrifice is made. Jesus is not sacrificed here. He was sacrificed there. That pivotal event in which all of humankind was made right with God again when the sinless Son of God offered his life for us. This is more table on which the shepherd provides a meal which is ironically unblemished lamb. And here in this holy dining, all the hurts that we experience out there or from each other or the ways we just absolutely disappoint ourselves All of those are washed away. And for a moment, a moment, a moment, we know a peace that passes understanding. He prepares a table in the midst of our enemies. And I give them eternal life. Back to the 23rd Psalm, back to King James. Surely, Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Interesting. Goodness and mercy shall follow me. The psalmist does not say, I will experience goodness and mercy, I will have goodness and mercy, I will know the shepherd's goodness and mercy, but goodness and mercy shall follow me. You see, when we begin to know the deep peace that comes from knowing the shepherd, The people around us experience goodness and mercy. And we are a blessing to those around us, not because that's what we're attempting to do. In fact, if that's what we're attempting to do, it can't happen. But simply because that is who we are as those who know the shepherd. Goodness and mercy become the traits of our lives. I've always loved John 7, 38. Jesus says, those who believe in me, out of them shall flow rivers of living water. Wow. Those who believe in me, out of them shall flow rivers of living water. See, when we know the shepherd, the goodness overflows and pours out on those around us. Here's the best part. We don't even know it. (laughs) Don't even know it. Right now, the river de Pere is trying to overflow successfully in a couple of areas. You know, that's a junky river. We don't want that spread around. But when it's the goodness of the shepherd that overflows and cascades as a washing of those around us, that's good. And the best part, we have no idea. And people are coming up to us going, oh, gosh, you have no idea how wonderful you were for me. Oh, wow, you were God's person in my life at that particular time. Oh, my goodness, you have no idea how, how what you did meant for me. You were just exactly what I needed at that particular point, and God sent you. And we're, we don't have any idea what they're talking about because we're just living. 
but behind us are rivers of living water and goodness and mercy is flowing and people are taking it in. And God is touching those around us through us as we're the channels of his goodness and mercy. To me, there's no better definition of abundant life than that, eh? Where goodness and mercy is following us and people are benefiting from it and we don't even know. Wow. To me, I don't know if there's a, a more profound profession of faith than that first verse of the 23rd Psalm. I mean, if we, if we get this one right, if we nail this one, everything else lines up. The Lord is my shepherd. I, I, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You know, it's not easy being a follower of Jesus. Sometimes he leads us places we would never, ever, 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 ever go. Sometimes through the valley of the shadow. But when we hear his voice and know him, that deep relationship, nothing can ever, ever snatch us away from him. That's how strong his love is. Stronger even than a mother's love, which is about the most powerful love on the face of the earth. And so be it. Amen.